everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board here at The Athletic. It is Thursday, November 11th, and Thursday, of course, means start of the NFL week. Plenty of college action to get into. That's exactly what we're going to do here on Best on the Board. I am joined, as always, by Dan Santa Ramita and the ever-hot Dan Santa Ramita, 6-1 <laughs> over the last three weeks on this show. Dan, what's going on? I'm happy to finally hit something. It was for a while there. I hit one and one for like five straight weeks. So I'm sure this will go back the other direction now so they can fade me now in advance. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that, man. Ari, Ari Wasserman also here. Ari, I mean, I feel like we just got to maybe sit back for the next 17 minutes of the show and just let Dan make a bunch of picks and then tail him. I don't know if this is like bad podcasting, um, <laughs> throwing your co-host under the bus, but Dan gets another loss from my North Carolina play gonna, last week. <laughs> I was going to get to it when we mentioned the records. I was going to get to it. <laughs> uh, no, but I uh, – yeah, betting the under of that game was not my finest moment. Um, and my favorite thing about betting unders is is that like you usually know in the second quarter when you're dead. <laughs> you know, I was, like, I was like, that is dead. And North Carolina – because I wanted to play the North Carolina game straight up against Wake – um, and I didn't. And then when they were down, I think was it fourteen or seventeen in the third quarter, or six to one, I popped on and, and I got that money. So there you, go. you know, I'm, I'm sorry if you guys bet the under, but <laughs> I'm pretty hot in real life too. So let, yeah. let, let, let's ride. I yeah, let's and I hit a Mac over on Tuesday on uh, Wednesday night. Believe it or not, I do remember you saying in that episode, "I want to take all my empty my bank account on North Carolina minus two and a half." So I heard that. We all heard it. It was on <laughs> yeah, the show. Yeah, I didn't. We did I didn't all hear do it. that. I didn't do that. I just took a little bit out of my bank account and put it at six to one. Uh, we could all go back to the tape and, and remind ourselves of that. But, uh, you know, yeah, Dan hot in the show, Ari hot in real life. Let's keep that rolling here. Let's keep that good mojo rolling on this episode of Best on the Board. It was another one and one for a week for you last week, Ari. Dan at 2-0. and oh. My props both came up a tiny bit short. It's not going to scare me off of the props this week because there are a couple of props in Ravens and Dolphins that I do like, but that is not where we are going to start. We are going to kick off this episode with Ari, one of the big games of the week, Baylor and Oklahoma. Baylor, five and a half point dogs in this game. And yeah, I'm in a college football pool, you guys, where we pick uh, somewhere between like 12 and 15 games. The guy who runs it decides, uh, but somewhere in that range every week. We have to pick every game against the spread and straight up, and you get bonus points if you pick the dog, and then they end up winning outright. And this is one that I'm just not sure of what to do with. So Ari, try to steer me in a direction here on Baylor and Oklahoma. Let me ask you this bluntly. Okay. Is Oklahoma, I mean, is Baylor going to be the best opponent that Oklahoma has faced this year? Yes, right? Yeah. I, I think so, and yeah. there's just something – I think that Oklahoma has been trying to tell us who they are, <laughs> and their helmet is making it hard to listen. It's like if you were to take Oklahoma, um, their offensive production, the way that they've looked in games, the fact that they've almost lost multiple times, and just assign them another random Big 12 team, and they were going to lay five and a half uh, against Baylor this week on the road, it would just be – it would just be – there's no – Doubt about it, right? And you know, I understand that they've changed their quarterback. Caleb Williams is a very, very good player. I covered him extensively when he was a recruit. I understand that Oklahoma can drop sixty on anybody at any given mm-hmm. at any given time, if and when that offense comes around. But right now, like I think it's time to start giving credence and just how good Baylor is. I mean, if you look at their schedule, they've only lost twice. Uh, the two games they lost on the road, Oklahoma State, who's a top ten team this week, and TCU, who I think is, you know, kind of a mess right now, uh, but also at the same time. Uh, a very veteran team that has a lot of, of talent back from a year ago. So, like, to me, five and a half is always a tricky number, and you'll see mm-hmm. that, 
you know, later on in the show, I've got another five and a half. It, it's just a, it's just in no man's land on the road. Oklahoma hasn't really been a dominant force. And I actually believe that Baylor in this scenario seems to be the right move. And I think the public is probably just going to bet the helmet. And I think that Oklahoma has been trying to tell us who they are, and I'm going to listen to them. Yeah, when you when you got five and a half, you're laying five and a half. You're basically laying a touchdown, just the nature of how football scoring works. And so I think that's something that always feels a little tricky, almost like odds pickers are trying to goad you into saying, no, 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 it's not six and a half. It's five and a half. You've got that extra little point there. And so I think there is something in that and that sort of gambling theory that leads us to Baylor too here. Dan, you're about to chime in. What do you got on this game? Yeah, I just think, like Ari's saying, like Oklahoma has had so many close games that they could have slipped up in, and Baylor might actually be the team good enough to take advantage and finally give Oklahoma that loss. I, I like the spot for that reason. Uh, is Caleb Williams that different to you, though? Does he really change them enough or not at all? I think he's much different uh, in terms of talent, like pure talent. I think he's probably a step ahead of Spencer Rattler, but I also – know that he's only started a few games and they're going on the road like the fact that this mm-hmm. game is uh in Waco is really attractive to me like if this game were at home or in Norman I might not want to play it it still would be attracted to the five and a half uh but the fact that it's on the road in in a game where the Baylor Bears are are probably anxious to continue you know having one of the better more unexpected seasons this year I just don't know if I believe that Oklahoma is going to be going into anybody's house and winning you know, comfortably. I mean, if you go look at Oklahoma's schedule this year, I mean, how many teams have they truly blown out? I mean, they beat Tulane by five. They beat Nebraska by seven. They beat West Virginia by three, Kansas State by six, Texas by seven. You know, the only mm-hmm. game that they really won comfortably um, by a score is TCU, and that was a home game. On the road, they struggled with Kansas for three quarters. And then, you know, obviously they had a pretty good game uh, last time out against Texas Tech. But, like, I, I think Baylor's a really good football team. Like six point five and a half is a touchdown to me, and I don't know if I'd be willing to lay that there. Yeah, it's a tricky spot for sure for Oklahoma, and uh, one of the big games of the weekend. Definitely one that we will be uh, watching super closely. Uh, Ari on record, Baylor five and a half point dogs. We're going with the Bears here against Oklahoma. Dan, you're up next. Take us out west, Arizona State and Washington. Another line that. I don't know. I don't know exactly what to make of this one. This is another one that's in my pool. So hopefully you're going to guide me in the right direction here. But uh, Arizona State, six point favorites right now on BetMGM. What do you got in this game for us, Dan? Yeah, I like the Sun Devils to cover cover about a touchdown on the road. And the reason I talked about this last week when I went on the under with Washington, Oregon, I'll thank the rain for that. At least I get some credit for mentioning that it was on the forecast. But uh, I just don't think Washington has the offense to keep up with a team like Arizona State, right? Washington has only scored more than 24 points twice, and that was against Arkansas State and Cal. And Arizona State is a much better team than those two. So, I, yeah, I just Washington is a really good defensive team. They have no offense. Here's what the points totals they've put up in their last five games in the Pac-12. 24-17-21-20-16. And Arizona State can go into the 40s pretty easily. They may not do that against Washington, but they don't need to to cover six points. So... I, I don't know. I think Arizona State, at least a touchdown better, even on the road. Washington can't keep up in a shootout. It's that simple. All right, let me go to you with this one. The Pac-12, uh, with what we've seen in that conference this year, and we still have Oregon sitting in those playoff rankings. Uh, any thoughts on Arizona State-Washington? Is there anything you want to do with this? Is it an easy stay away for you? I, uh, you know, the system to to – 
pull behind closed curtains here is <laughs> we provide our picks to Michael before the show and Dan uh-huh. did first and this was going to be one of my plays and I didn't because I didn't uh-huh. want to be redundant. Like this to me, like I think that we have to be on Washington giving up alert too. Because like their season is yeah. a complete disaster. Their coach is in hot water right now. Uh, did you guys see that call? Last week I was dumb enough to play Washington plus seven uh, <laughs> in the Oregon game and it felt pretty good for three quarters and then Jimmy Lake uh, punted from his own 10 yard mm-hmm. line with two minutes it just like I, I just don't have any confidence whatsoever in Washington to even have a pulse, and I think that the numbers there add up pretty well. And I'm going to play this game, like I'm playing it because, like everything Dan said with the offensive numbers, I've seen Arizona State when things are working. I know Washington has a good defense, but I also think there's like a 60 percent chance this team is going to pack it in. So you know, I know it's on the road, and it might be a little bit colder than it is in Tempe, but I, I love this play. All right, a double endorsement for Arizona State minus six at Washington. I am going to take us over to the NFL game Thursday night football, week 10 kicking off Ravens and Dolphins. Don't love the line, you guys. Ravens are seven and a half point favorites. I would lean toward the Ravens. It's a big number to lay on the road for any team in the NFL, no matter who they're playing. We also have uh, from BetMGM data coming out this morning of a lot of handle coming in on the Dolphins. Uh, 21% of bets at BetMGM are on the Dolphins uh, plus seven and a half, but 34% of the money is on the Dolphins at plus seven and a half. So that scares me away from that. It's going to be a couple of props for me. And the first one, Jalen Waddle to go over five and a half catches is plus 100. You guys, Jalen Waddle, last four games, 13 targets, eight targets, 11 targets, 10 targets, catches, 10, 7, 4, and 8. This is the number one receiver in Miami by far. He has done it with Tua Tungabailoa. He has done it with Jacoby Brissett. It will likely be Jacoby Brissett tonight, but I don't care who it is. He is very easily the number one receiver. Almost certainly no Devontae Parker out there for the Dolphins as well. So those opportunities are going to be there for him in spades. I would expect another double-digit target game. And Jalen Waddle this year, guys, has one, two, three, four, five, six games where he's had at least eight targets. And in those six games, he has given us at least six catches five times. I just don't see him not getting to eight. Frankly, I don't see him not getting to 10 targets in this game. It's a volume play, and we get plus 100 on it at BetMGM. Give me all the Jalen Waddle that I can possibly handle tonight. Even though, you guys, I'm not sure what to make of this Dolphins team uh, with Jacoby Brissett at the quarterback position. I'll give you credit, dude. Like, your props either hit or they are excruciatingly (laughs) tough losses. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't remember what the prop was last week. Did we miss it by two yards or something? Uh, Yeah, we missed it. Michael Pittman over, came up two yards short, and then Ty Johnson under rush yards was under the whole time, and he had had uh, his fourth carry of the game came with, like, three minutes left, and that's what put him over. I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm on. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling. Uh, let's do it. Let's get in. And like we've said so many times, uh, books, BetMGM, and all the others uh, are really juicing props in a way uh, that makes them sort of unattractive bets. So when I see one that's plus 100 that I like as much as I do with Jalen Waddle, feel very good about it. So that and I showed you that. I showed you my book, the, oh, the prop well, that, that you is... bet last week. I was, I was at... Minus 140, and I think you were at minus 110, 110 right? Yeah, 110 or 115. But yeah, yeah minus so like I'm getting... Minus I got to, like, text said, friends in Vegas to put bets in for <laughs> yeah, Seriously. <laughs> I'm, dis- I'm dismissing a minus 140 uh, prop out of hand regardless. Uh, no yeah. matter how much I like it, I'm just not paying that sort of juice on a prop. But plus 100, definitely 
All right, guys, next up, you guys both have a pick on the same game here. In <laughs> fact, Virginia and Notre Dame, one of the more interesting games also of the weekend. So let's uh, let's have you guys both take this uh, uh, this one uh, first. Let's go to – let's go with the side. I want to go with the side first. Ari, you've got the side. Dan's got to play on the total. So first, Ari, take us through uh, your pick on the side and why you like that particular play. So if you look at the uh, total offensive uh, points per game nationally uh, – I think Virginia is number 11 overall. I mean, they're averaging 38.9 points a game. And, you know, they're a very efficient offense. And I know that there are some people who are a little bit afraid of Brennan Armstrong's availability because of that rib injury that he suffered last time out. Uh, But the anticipation is that he's going to be available and playing in this game. I think Virginia is a very good football team, an above-average team. And I know that, you know, there are three losses I think are all understandable, too. Uh, On the road in North Carolina, who you all know I love. Love him. (laughs) Wake Forest, who, you know, up until last week was undefeated and then on the road at BYU. And I know their defense has at times been problematic, which is probably going to be a nice segue into Dan's play. Uh, But I'm not necessarily sure that I'm a believer in Notre Dame being a top 10 team this year. I know that they've only lost one time, and the team that they lost to is in the top six of the college football playoff poll. But Notre Dame, to me, I think is a average version of itself. And going on the road against a team that can put up 40 points pretty regularly, um, I think, you know, again, we're in that no man's land of five and a half. Uh, you're basically laying a touchdown there. I believe that Virginia has a chance to maybe win this game outright, but if not, they're going to put up enough points to cover the five and a half. Yeah, like you said, the shootout possibility here really excites me. That BYU game, I think the, the when they put up a ton of points in the first two or three quarters, I think the, the live total at one point was like 120 or something ridiculous. <laughs> it was just they couldn't stop scoring. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I think this is why, because we've talked about some high totals on this show before, and this one's only at 64, 64 and a half. Uh, and I, I don't think that's a big enough number, really. All right, you said Virginia's offense actually lead the country in yards per game at uh, almost 550 a game. Uh, and then their defense allows the ninth most yards per game. So <laughs> this team is like this, like Ole Miss has been getting those high totals, and I think it actually should be on Virginia. Uh, the only games that have gone under for them are when they've blown out teams like Illinois or Duke or something. And I don't think they're going to blow out Notre Dame. I don't think we're worried about that possibility where it's like a 40 to seven or something. We've seen them do in a few games. So yeah, over here, um, I, I just think, uh, it could be really, really high Notre Dame. This is their toughest game left in their schedule. If Notre Dame is going to make any sort of push towards, if not the playoff, then a New Year's Six Bowl. Like, they have to be fired up for this one, which is why I'm leaning towards the, the total instead of the side. But I, I'm with you on Virginia and the over. Yeah, and Notre Dame's defense, I think, uh, ranks 60th in total defense, uh, giving up almost 400 yards a game this year. So, you know, I, I like the ability here on the road for Virginia. I mean, that Notre Dame's on the road for Virginia to put up some points here. I, I sometimes... I understand a lot of times like trying to safeguard yourself by going on overs and unders in these situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes I also feel like these over and under, it's just a complete crapshoot in this <laughs> weird sport that we love college football. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the over this game, I mean, the total could get up to 100 points or it could be a 28 to 24 game because it's just like, you know, 
Notre Dame and whatever. They, it kind of mucks things up a little bit. But I like both sides. I'm probably going to play them. Dan can't lose, so that means I'm going to help. Got to tail. I'm, I'm going to tail him and bring him back down to earth. <laughs> uh, I, mean, you, like, I, I was going to ask. Uh, I was going to ask, too, Dan, when, but you brought it up yourself that you also don't love the side, but you lean Virginia. And if you're yeah. going to be playing an over 64 and a half, uh, not the craziest total for a college game. Right. If you're going to be playing an over, you like it being a close game. You like both teams having to go back and forth and no one really being able to just you know, sit back and say, all right, we've got this one figured out. So definitely like the fact that uh, this could be a close one. Virginia plus five and a half and this game going over the 64 and a half. My last pick for the show, you guys, let's get Lamar Jackson going again because this guy just can't be stopped right now. Uh, made a great uh, – he made – a stark MVP case for himself last week when you consider the other quarterback performances that were out there. A dud out of Matthew Stafford, a dud out of Dak Prescott, a dud out of Josh Allen. Tom Brady was on a bye, and there's Lamar winning a 34-31 overtime game against the Vikings and really doing it in true Lamar fashion, running for 120 yards, throwing for 266 and three touchdowns. And I just think this number is too low. 63 and a half is his rushing yard prop at BetMGM. I think it's too low. 120 last week, 88 the week before. This is a guy who is going over this total with regularity. He's been over 63 and a half four times this season. One time he was at 62. Just one time this year he has been south of 50 yards rushing. I do not see anything changing for him, anything changing for the way that the Ravens play this game or try to win this game against the Dolphins it's he's the one he's the true unique running quarterback in that his running is so central to what they do and they do it so well like Jalen Hurts running is so central to what Philly does but Philly's not a very good team Lamar Jackson does it for a team that is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And so I just think that anytime we see his prop sitting in the low 60s like this, and they're favored by seven and a half points as they are, it's one that I want to get down on. I feel very good about Lamar being able to go over this number. So 63 and a half rushing yards. Lamar Jackson goes over it. That's my second play of the day. Hopefully you guys are going to ride with me. But I've got one more thing to ask you because we have Thursday night college football also. And it involves... Maybe the team that is most central you to know the what Thursday side edition on. of Best on the Board. <laughs> Pitt know, North Carolina. You, Ari, where do you, you know what Pitt, side North I'm Carolina. On, what do you got here? What do you got um, for us? I like uh, the pain. <laughs> like, that's my favorite part about it. I'm, I'm rolling. I mean, this isn't an official Best on the Board play. No. But if anybody wants to enjoy the, the torture I like to put myself through, uh, come right on the heels with me tonight. Because uh, seven Six points and, for a team that can score points. like that. So, Sam Howell is uh, playing pretty well. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> to me, every single time North Carolina is involved in a game and Pitt, I, listen, and I, I have the shtick on the Andy Staples show, but like I joke that you can never bet on a Pitt game because you don't know if you're going to get the 2000 Ravens or if you're, you're going to get the 2000 Browns uh, <laughs> or the 2001 Browns. And, you know, it's just a complete crapshoot. But, you know, North Carolina to me seems like a team that might be on the verge of figuring it out. Um, Seven points is a lot, and I don't trust Pitt as far as I can throw him. So, to me, there we go. this is going to be a pure entertainment play. Uh, <laughs> and if I get hurt, then it's on me. But Daddy's hot right now, guys. So, like, <laughs> man, I like that. We got I think we got it. Next week we're going to add that. Next week we're going to have our pick picks, and then we're going to have pure entertainment plays, peeps yeah. to add to best. On you guys do that, week. right? Or am I just a degenerate? Like, if there's a game on television, like does, I have to play it. Does any gambler not do that? I had. The <laughs> I most, don't know. I had the most ridiculous uh, Bears Steelers Monday night bets. Like, well, I'm going to watch. 
So like, <laughs> I might as well do something fun with this. Although Does anybody... Just- Justin Fields rushing yards over. Keep keep getting on that, guys, while uh, people are not adjusting to Justin Fields finally unleashing his rushing well, ability. You did. You gave us the Viking, or I, I texted Michael uh, on the side on Sunday. Yeah. Like, Come on, give me your NFL plays. And uh, the two, the over and the unders both hit. And yeah. I was just over the moon. So <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys do this, but I also hedge my own happiness. So, like, if I'm mm-hmm. in a... I'm in a pretty expensive fantasy football league, so if I'm, like, down to... Like, I had Najee Harris down 10 points, so, like, I hit every Najee Harris under <laughs> on Monday, and all three of them hit, and I won the game, which was the most amazing oh, thing in the beautiful. entire world. <laughs> I actually, I, I did the same thing. I was playing uh, Najee against someone who had Najee Harris and Chase Claypool, so I just took Najee and Claypool, you know, over props and anytime touchdowns. So the Najee yeah. one, they basically, they ultimately came out even because the Najee's hit and the, uh, and the Claypool's came out as losers. Yeah, I also won by one point because Najee got an extra yard uh, after that crazy uh, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty uh-huh. at the end yeah. of the game and won by like <laughs> .75 and hit all the under props. It was a top five moment of my life. Uh, that, <laughs> so. I mean, that right there, that right there is beautiful. That is just, that's what we do it for. It's what we do this for. It's what we yeah. do fantasy for. It's why we love this so much. That's all props are to me, dude. Like, oh, it's, it's just, just, that's for it's sure just watching it fantasy football yeah. on, on permanent. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, and like I, I just find it like really difficult. It's like watching the Steelers just hand the ball off to Chase Claypool out of the backfield <laughs> nine times when I needed one yard from Najee to get over the point total. Just like Shooter McGavin on the green with his arms out, like oh, like come on, it's like, like yeah, right. It's like we we already torture ourselves enough with this stuff. It's like let's find yeah. one little way, just a little tweak. It's like taking this form of torture and this form of torture and combining them, <laughs> right, and just making it. It's, it's a like, perfect what do cocktail. Feel like? It's like a sense of relief when we win them, and so uh, hopefully we can keep that going here this week that's going to do it for this episode of best on the board thanks so much for joining us good luck in all the bets you have whether they be unc getting the set against Pitt tonight something with ravens dolphins something over the weekend whatever it might be good luck to you thanks for joining us we'll talk to you soon happy betting